Ladies and gentlemen, it was a, let's call it a tumultuous week one. If you played our flex plays, which were filthy, which were nasty, we hit, hit, hit. If you played your starters, like we tell you to do every single week, you're probably singing the blues. I got Brandon Adam. I got Mike Dickinson. We are, of course, the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Flex Shane. Boys, Brandon, it's been a hot minute. We we actually, Greg, man, listen, okay. I never do this. I never do this. I got to shout out Flex Matt. I got to shout out Flex Matt. He was roasting me every day. Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua. In our rookie drafts way back in February. I said, I Matt, you're crazy. Puka has a pretty solid senior bowl. I say, Matt, you're crazy. This guy ain't going to be a thing. I don't know if he's going to be a thing, but he got 15 targets last week. He was a thing last week. And guess what? You know what makes me disgusted? Matt actually guaranteed it. He literally stamped it, guaranteed the Puka Nakua week last week. So we got to take our wins, I guess. Right? What's going on, Brandon? You're coming back from Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, getting back into the swing of things here in the States. Uh, a little tired there, dragging when I got back. But, yeah, I'm ready to go. I was so sad. I was literally roll- – I was cruising the streets of Tokyo when you guys were doing your podcast last week. I was lit- I was jumping in, listening here and there. But, yeah, so it was quite, quite a good time. The, uh, the, the, uh, the crude guy in me would say you were rolling through Tokyo? Is that what you were about to I say? I was rolling through Tokyo, yeah. <laughs> there you go, baby. There you go. What's going on, Mikey? How are you doing today, brother? Good, 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 good. Ready for uh, ready for week two. Ready to uh, lick my wounds, take my L's from week one, and just push on to Oof. week two. What? Okay, so guys, this is and maybe this is going to be a question for Brandon. But one of the things we talk about throughout the entire off season is, okay, this training camp buzz. You got to be careful what you see. You got to be careful what you believe. We got we got one week of data now, my uh, Brandon. How much are we going to take from week one? Like, are the New York Giants as bad as we thought they were? For example, no. like. No, I, I think people are – it's overreaction. Everybody's thinking they, they won championships because they had a smash week or or all the Justin Fields owners are are throwing stuff at their TV because guys still can't throw the football. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's just early season blues. Like you said, week one, week two is like an extension of the preseason nowadays in the new NFL. Um, I think a lot of people – I think a lot of teams are still working out the kinks. Um the Bengals last yet last week fell on their face. That will that won't happen again. That happened last year, and look what happened. They they made a deep run, and your Bengals did great. I just I think people, it's overreaction time. I, it's fun, but it's kind of annoying at the same time. Oh yeah, of course I'm on mute. We got, we got <laughs> a girl Jen in the chat. We got a guy Flex Matt going on in the chat. It's uh. It's going to be another interesting one, right? Like, so we were going through our flex plays, which were, of course is what uh, we're going to be talking about today. And I got to admit, man, like for, for a bunch of mine, I had to plug my damn nose. Yeah. But sometimes you got to just follow that drumbeat. We talk about it all the time. Follow that drumbeat, follow the targets. And sometimes you got to throw a little bit of common sense in there. Um, Mike, before we get into the flex plays, I think we got to talk a little bit about what we have in terms of an outlook for the Jets. I mean... Garrett Wilson was a player that we were super high on in the season. Where are we out on him right now? Like I've heard some people are saying he's like a fringe wide receiver too at this point because of the, when you look at the splits last year with Zach Wilson, is that, is that real? Or can we actually believe that Zach Wilson took a bit of a step forward and you can still confidently play Garrett Wilson every single week? I think that 
we're going to see a different Zach Wilson than we saw last year. I think that if you watched Hard Knocks at all, you saw how open Wilson was to Rogers' tutelage, and it sounds like Rogers is going to stay as present around that facility as he can. So I think that he's. I think you're going to see him on the sideline with a honestly with a headset on in Zach Wilson's ear for for the remainder of the season. So I think that you know when you look at. And honestly, with Brees Hall, Brees Hall looked better than I thought he was going to look. Quite honestly, he was on he was on a he was on a pitch count, but it was still it was still a split. It's still going to be a split backfield. They got Dalvin Cook in there. Um, their defense is really really good, so you can't. Mm. They're going to be they're going to keep them in games. I mean, they won games last year. Wilson was decent last year. Both will both. Garrett Wilson was decent last year. Zach Wilson is going to take a step forward. He seems like he's a bit more mature than he was last year. He seems like he's in an overall better spot. And then you look at what Nathaniel Hackett did when he was the OC, when he was the OC in Green Bay. I mean, that entire offense funneled through. It was two backs and it funneled through Devontae Adams. So I don't see any reason why the offense isn't going to funnel through Garrett Wilson again. They're going to run their two backs. The Brees Hall is the mm-hmm. AJ Dillon mm-hmm. with a more dynamic skill set. Um, Dalvin Cook plays the Aaron Jones role, and I think that I think that it's going to be plug and play. I mean, you're gonna you. The problem is you drafted Garrett Wilson to be your wide receiver one, probably, mm-hmm. unless you were like at the back end, like unless you were like seven, eight, nine, and you took like Amon, you took a flyer on Amon Ra, and then came back with Garrett Wilson. But in that situation, I think you still you still feel fine. And honestly, I have him as a wide receiver one a handful of places, and I feel fine about it. Like he's going to get his targets, he's going to get his looks, and the guy is fucking good with the ball in his hands oh, so like yes just yeah I, i'm not if you got a chance to buy low on him if some shooter in your league throws out a throws out a kooky offer to you i would take it i'd snap him up because i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a great season for him he's not going to break out to the extent that i that we thought yes. he was, or we hoped that he was going to like we had the overall wide receiver one in his range of outcomes and i yes. think you got to back off that a little bit but he's still at, he's still like mid-tier to back end wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah I, dude. It, he's not going to be – the top five upside is is gone. That will never come back this season. That will be gone. Um, I still think he's a low-end wide receiver one. I think he's around wide receiver 11 to 14. I think that's around where he is going to be going. Like you said, volume is going to go through him. If they don't give that kid double digits targets every game – then I don't know what they're doing. Like then, then they're you know like they're they're, they're not trying to win. So I I it's I'm it's right so there. frustrating sometimes. Like they like these 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 game plans. They try to overcomplicate shit. Like you saw that catch with Garrett Wilson. He was completely covered in the end zone. Just throw the damn ball to Garrett Wilson. He's going to make a play on the ball. Like that's he is, in my humble opinion, a top three wide receiver in terms of talent in the league right now. Top three. I said it. So eh, top five. There's a bunch of good guys. Top five definitive wide receiver in the league. Here's the thing that kind of scares me a little bit here. All right, boys, especially, you know, if, you, if you've got your Garrett Wilson's on your team, you got your Brees Hall. There's no way you're sitting Brees Hall. Vegas, eh, they're saying maybe you should, maybe. I'm, I'm not saying this is not Shane. This is Vegas. So Vegas, maybe smarter than Shane. 14.75 point implied team total this week for, for the Jets going up against that ferocious Dallas defense. It worries me a little bit, I'm, but I am, I'm, I'm firing up my Brees Hall. I'm firing up my Garrett Wilson. And I'm praying that Zach gets yeah. some damn ball. Woo. All right, Cade, because you're new to the show, we're going to hit you up with a question here. And then we're going to get into our flex plays, boys. Okay. It says, oh, Joe, thank you for joining. Who should have started to flex in a PPR league? We got Gus Edwards, Raheem Mostert, Nico Collins, or Jahan 
Dotson. I think I know the answer here, but Mike, who do you think out of these this bunch? Full PPR. I have full PPR, I'm taking Jahan Dotson. Mike or Brandon? It's da- it's Dotson or Nico to me. It's Dotson. I like Dotson. Uh for me, if for me it's Dotson and then Edwards behind him. Uh CJ Stroud is questionable. He popped up on the intro report yesterday. He might not even play this week. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that I mean that definitely changes the calculus. Assuming Stroud does play, I'm definitely I'm still going to lean Jahan Dotson here, yeah. followed by Nico Collins. But if he doesn't, then Nico. Well, listen, spoiler alert. I'm going to be talking about Nico was one of my yeah. first plays this week. It's all going to be contingent on health. Um, that's a little bit scary, but you know what? That's actually a good segue to talk about our injuries that we got to be aware of this week. So Austin Eckler, he's doubtful with the ankle. Chances are he's not going to be playing. Right? Josh Kelly wheels up. Jacoby Myers, he's Looks like he's been ruled out with a concussion. Deontay Johnson's going to miss potentially up to four weeks with the injury, with the hamstring injury. Mark Andrews, guess what? Mark yeah. Andrews was a full participant on Friday. He's back, baby. He's yes. back. Be cautious for all you Zay Flowers managers out there. Uh, Aaron Jones, he has a hamstring injury. He didn't practice all week. It's looking like he's not going to play, hence why A.J. Dillon is in the conversation. Brandon Cooks, MCL sprain for his knee. He's questionable. Uh, Jerry Jones is gone. yeah. Jerry Jones is optimistic, but I'm not optimistic. Puka Nakua, the hero of Week One, he's got the oblique injury. He expect he's expected to play, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But he's going up against San Fran. That worries me a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my God, we saw the body language last week. That wasn't great. About the ankle injury, he didn't practice all week. Not good. Maybe, maybe, maybe Traylon Burks. And then, of yes. course, Devonta Parker. The only reason I mention him is it pertains to a guy like a Kendrick Bourne. He didn't practice again all week. I wouldn't bank on him playing, which is disgusting. Yeah, Jen, so uh, Mark Andrews is still questionable, He's but he, had, he was a full participant in practice Friday. I would be shocked, unless he has some sort of a setback in warmups. I would be absolutely shocked if he didn't get to it. Um, just again, an overarching theme here that I want to just, I like to highlight at the start of the show. If you're looking at flex plays, these are some of the games you want to be targeting. Okay. These are the high scoring projected games. We got Kansas City at Jacksonville as over under 51 points. You got Seattle at Detroit. Kind of like that one as a sneaky one. 47 points. Las Vegas at Buffalo projected at 47 points. And then Baltimore at Cincinnati at 46.5 points. So those are the teams we're going to want to be targeting. Y'all ready to get some nasty, filthy, disgusting flex plays? Let's go. He's my best friend. He's my pal. He's my homeboy. My rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese. My good time boy. Baby, baby, baby. He's my sweet time boy. I love it. Okay, Brandon, listen. You missed last week. You've been chomping at the bit. Give me your first flex play on the week. Stamp it, baby. My first play is going to be Mr. Zay Jones. Zay is going to be going out uh, playing against Kansas City at home. I like I like the Jags to keep up with the with Kansas City and be able to shoot out with them. Uh, the target share for Zay Jones last week was twenty one point nine. That's top thirty in the league. Um, Christian Kirk disappeared off the map last week. I, I after looking deeper into it, I think Christian Kirk will continue to not be in the picture until probably next week. Um, Zay Jones has a route participation of a hundred percent number one in the league. So he's not coming off the field at all. He's going to get red zone targets. He had two last week. That's number six in the league. So he has a catchable target rate of 85.7. So T laws getting it to him on time mm-hmm. in a good way in the red zone. 
I like, I think he's going to be teed up to, to crush, uh, his his matchup is going to be against uh, uh, Joshua Williams. That he's got a uh, a plus matchup. That Joshua Williams isn't even a top fifty corner in the league right now. So you're going to be able to get a nice 21 percent target rate in a high pr- uh, projected game, and you're going to be able to you know uh, be able to sneak in backdoor with Zay Jones on here, and you don't need to have Etn or Ridley to do it. So you can get yourself a piece of the Jags. That's what I would be doing with him. Yeah, I, I think that's a cheap way to get a part of that game. And the key thing here, like if you look at last week in terms of just where Kansas City was allowing their fantasy points to wideouts, mm-hmm. 86%, 86% of the fantasy points went to wideouts. Mm-hmm. And when you look at just last week, I mean, Calvin Ridley, he played out wide six, 67% of the time. Zay Jones, 76% of the time. And Christian Kirk was 100% in the slot. Yeah. So this looks like it's going to be, listen, I think it's probably going to be a Calvin Ridley game just in general. It's going to be a Calvin Ridley season. Oh, Brandon, yeah. I think you were the highest on Ridley out of all of us. And uh, I, listen, there's still some skeptics out there saying, okay, you know, was, but he just, he looked good. You know, he, he got the production, he got the volume and he passed the eye test. I I'm in on it, but Zay Jones, man, I think it's pretty cheap. Like yep. he got anything to say about that. No, I think that the one thing that I will say is Chris Jones is back this week for uh, for Kansas City. Uh, he was a holdout week one, and I think that he is going to be out to prove why he should be paid as one of the top defensive linemen in the league. So I don't think I don't think Jacksonville is going to be able to do much running the ball. I don't expect much from ETM. Tank Tank Bigsby still looked like the game was a little bit too much for him. I do not expect much from the Jacksonville running game. I think it's all going to be on Lawrence and the two perimeter wide receivers. Hundred percent agree. Ridley season is in full effect. I, it's it's awesome. Matt, Mike, and I were 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 touting him for a while. We were, June when we I think it was June when we were like touting him to go get him in best ball. So I'm glad everybody listened. I hope people listen. And now you're gonna get yourself a top eight wide receiver in the league. Crazy. If you could redraft today, like this is this is one of the questions Alan Slezowski likes to ask a lot of the time. And usually you like to look at a few weeks in. But if we were gonna re, like do a redraft today, is Calvin really a borderline first line pick, first round pick? Almost. I'd yeah, say so, I, right? Like right where Garrett Wilson was going. Yeah, that's yeah. I was just gonna say. I think you swap you swap him in for Wilson. Yeah, pretty Woo. much that's where I would do it. Let's go, Jen. Jen, your team is sick. Let's just let's yeah. just call it what it is. Cause of course she, she was using our tools and listen, a little bit of help from Flex Map, but Let's yeah. go with that. Um, okay, Mike, give me your first flex play of the week. All right, so my first flex play of the week uh, is is going to be Tyler Lockett. So he did absolutely squadoosh mm. for you last week. Um, squadoosh. What? That's the official term, right? Squadoosh? Squadoosh, yeah, squadoosh. Uh, three <laughs> – he was wide receiver 87 last week, three fantasy Ouch. points, uh, t- two catches on four targets for 10 yards, um, played 88% of the snaps. Uh, historically, when you look at what Tyler Lockett has done, he's put up over the last two seasons, he's put up single digit fantasy points nine times, seven of those nine times he's bounced back for double digit points the next week. And historically, some of his bigger weeks are after his after his slower weeks. Um, I think that with the injury to the offensive line that Seattle sustained, I know they signed Jason Peters, but he's, he's 41 years old. I think you're going to see a lot of 11 or a lot of 12 and a lot of 21 personnel coming out of Seattle, which means that it's going to be Lockett and DK on the field. Um, JSN still recovering from that hand injury. Uh, so I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot of Lockett. I think that uh, I think we see Lockett get loose for one this week. Uh, they're playing against Detroit. 
I think Detroit is an extremely high-powered offense, and uh, Seattle's going to have to throw to keep up with them, uh, which means that you're going to see you're going to see a lot of volume to Lockett. You're going to see a lot of volume to DK, and I think it's where you drafted Lockett. He he's in your he was firmly in your flex wide receiver three conversation, so he might be ranked a little bit higher. Some of the ranking sites might have him pushed up into the top twenty four, but I think based off of where you built your roster, he's probably in that wide receiver three. He, you probably drafted him to be a wide, wide, wide receiver three, week in, week out, flex play, and I, I love him this week. Let's just call it what it is, Shane. You call me the biggest line pusher in the business. <laughs> that is a line push. I love it. Line push. I yeah. love well, it. Listen, I, listen. I, I wanted to talk. I, I'm all for Tyler Lockett talk, so let's do it. That's funny. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, though, right? And, and this is something that we talk about in – this is like an off-season conversation, right? It's like, okay, start your studs, start your studs. And the question is, is does Tyler Lockett classify as one of those guys where in one week he puts up three fantasy points? Is he yeah. going to be an automatic start next week? The, the answer is not always yes, right? It's not always yes for a player like Tyler Lockett, especially because we love JSN. But to your point, I think he's still dealing with that wrist injury, despite the fact that he was more productive last week. Um, the thing that is just like – was so disappointing. Like Seattle just didn't look sharp last week. You look at their snaps per game so far, they were literally dead freaking last in terms of snaps per game last last week um, with 46 snaps. So they were a slow, slow team. And you don't like that, right? We want fast pace of play for our for our fantasy teams, right? We want more opportunity to score those fantasy points. I will say, though, it's going to be a week this week. They still have a 21.5 implied team total going up against Detroit. Detroit knows how to put up points. They got the momentum coming from a big, big win from last week. They want to keep up the momentum. I I, I think it's a solid play. But Brandon, to answer my question, is Tyler Lockett an every week starter or is it he in a conversation every week with start-sit decisions? I think he. it just depends on your roster, league size and roster size. But, yeah, I think in normal leagues, he is yeah. a week-to-week kind of guy. Um, but in our leagues that we start, you know, three yeah, wide receivers, two flexes, you know, yeah. just completely maniacal, he's every week you leave him locked and loaded and you just take what you get from him. Um, but it's just what it is. I, Tyler Lockett has – has always been a boom bust guy. You want him, you know, like that when you draft him, you understand that. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, last week, you know, Seattle, we, they had a lot of injuries on the O-line. They have key injuries to the tackle positions. Um, they just signed Jason Peters this week. So maybe the veteran can come in and step in and help out and balance that out a little bit. But man, I'm worried. A- Aiden Hutchinson is going to maul Geno Smith. <laughs> like, I, I'm worried about um, Geno Smith's uh, health for this week because you know the Lions are going to be so fired up at home for this big, big game. They're they're going to they're looking to go two and zero after beating the champs. So I don't know. I'm worried about it, but Lockett is a play for me this week, 100. I'm starting my Seahawks. Even Ken Walker, I'm starting him because if you actually look at what happened with Ken Walker, even though he did nothing with them. But he got five targets last week in the past game. He got five. So mm-hmm. they are keeping him in on third down pass plays. So that that is a big deal. That was a big narrative going into the season about Zach Charbonnet and Ken Walker. And it looked like they were keeping Ken Walker in. So Ken Walker is still a play for me this week, even with a banged up O-line. Yeah, when you look at target share, 
20.83% to Ken Walker, 16.67% last week to Tyler Lockett. Rough. Well, so here's the thing. Lockett got pulled from the game to get checked for concussion. He ultimately got cleared. Yeah. Um, but he he missed a chunk of time. He so always cleared in Seattle. Yeah. Always clear in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There ain't no such thing as concussions. <laughs> oh baby. Okay. Yeah. You guys ready to just be disgusted and walk off the yes, show right now? Because I got my stuff. first flex play on the week, and this one was a little bit surprising to me. Listen, like uh, you can call it a homer pick. You can call it a a wishing what could be visualization. Just visualize visualize what could be i think it's going to be a decent week for kendrick Bourne this week going up against miami listen we saw the shootout that was against the chargers last week it was fun it was exciting and what was really interesting is that the pats actually ranked now this was the most shocking stat to me of the week yeah. they ranked number one at pace of play they averaged 2.69 plays per minute last week and listen mike i know you're a philadelphia fan i get that that philly was up pretty much that entire game so they had to try to throw but Mac Jones had 54 pass attempts last week, which ranked number one. They were number one in pace to play, like I said. And Kendrick Bourne, he was on 91% of the snap share, and he had 11 targets from Mac Jones. Okay, Holy People man. are saying, okay, that's because um, uh, Devonta Parker is without – Devonta Parker is a scrub. He's just a guy, right? Um, yeah. I was somewhat bullish on Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Just you think that from a volume perspective he was going to get it. He didn't see it last week. And a lot of beat reporters that are around the team are basically saying, like, Juju's like the fourth or the fifth best wide receiver on this team. It's Demario Douglas. It's Kendrick Bourne. And then maybe Juju Schuster at number three at best. Could you say that Kayshawn Booty's ahead of him in the depth chart? Like, it doesn't look good. It does not look good. But here's the thing. If the Patriots are going to have any chance whatsoever, they're going to have to throw the ball. Bill O'Brien showed just last week alone, that he was okay giving the ball to Mac Jones and letting Mac try to win the game. And guess what? The pass actually came back. They actually gave it a pretty gallant effort. By comparison, okay, 54 pass attempts. No, I don't think that Mac's going to throw 54 pass attempts every single week. The Patriots are not going to win that way, right? They win on defense. They win in the run of the game. I get it, okay? But compared to last season, he averaged 31 attempts per game, which was, call it middling. 16th, 17th in the league. We don't love that, right? So this week, Kendrick Bourne going up against Miami. Now, this is assuming that the Pats aren't just going to get stomped by Miami. But the fact that it's in New England, there could be some weather concerns. We were talking about Hurricane Lee, but that was supposed to hit today and yesterday. So hopefully the weather will start to be a little bit better tomorrow. But keep an eye on that. Assuming decent weather conditions on the New England coast there. Kendrick Bourne, fire it up, baby. Mike, roast me. No, I actually like it. Um, I do think that that passing game and that entire offense looks a lot different under Bill O'Brien. It was going to look different. I mean, Matt Patricia yeah, is yeah. Matt Patricia is not an offensive coach. It was kind of embarrassing that that Belichick let him do that the entire season last season. Um, and as a Philly fan watching that game, I was kind of nervous. Like it, the Pats mm-hmm. were in it the entire way. So you you know you worry about you worry about the fact that Miami's going to come out running and gunning. They're going to be slinging it all around. You you look at what they did against uh, against LA last week. But I think that there's 
New England prove that they can keep pace. So like, I think it's going to be another one. I think, I think it's one where you could, where you look at the over. Um, I think the strength of the New England team is in their run defense. So I'm out on Mostert and chain this week. I think it's, mm-hmm. it, I think it's the Miami passing game again. And I think because Miami, Miami runs so quickly and has such a potent offense, I think that the New England passing game is New England passing game is in good shape this week. I'm contemplating starting Mac Jones over Daniel Jones in a, uh, in a super flex this week. Um, Jones has Arizona. You wonder though, is it going to be, is it going to be a Saquon game? And you wonder Mm -hmm. how much Daniel Jones actually has to pass this week. Like, you know, that the Patriots are going to have to pass to keep, to keep pace with them. You also like the way that the tight ends looked last week. So I, I, I like it. I'm in on new England's offense this year. I like it. Hey guys, I got a question for you just with regards to the Miami team. You saw last week that it was pretty much a Tyreek Hill show. Right. Oh my God. Yes. Um, a lot of overaction about Jalen Waddle and his lack of involvement in the game land last week. Are we worried? Like we talked about Tyler Lockett as a plug and play. Like if you drafted Waddle probably as potentially as wide receiver one, right? He was going in late round two. Like you're, you're starting that guy. Yeah. That's why I, I, I will, I'm not, I have very little Waddle cause I thought he was going entirely too high yeah. in redraft this year. But I love the I love the talent. He remember he was suffering from an oblique injury throughout the whole training camp. Those core injuries take a while to heal, and you're talking about a fast twitch player where he there is so much force going on in that body when he's running. So he's probably still feeling it a little bit. So I could still I could see him getting a little bit of a slow start. And when you got Tyree Kill just buzzing like that. You're not going to, Tua's not going to change. Like he's not, he's just going to throw it to the guy that's just buzzing. So um, I think, I think Waddle's slow start was pretty easy to see coming because of the injury thing, injury issues. Same thing with Joe Burrow. That's why I was nervous about Joe Burrow coming out hot because he was sat down pretty much the whole training camp. So he's not in shape. He's not, you know, he's not in game speed yet. So I like I, I totally see that, but Waddle, if you drafted him, you better just keep him in there because he is just that kind of a talent that all he needs is one play. So yeah, just keep him last in. week Tyreek Hill had 35.7% target share. That's yeah. we take we talk about like 27, 28 to 30% as an like an elite target share. Yeah. 35% is monstrous. That's not it's, gonna be sustainable. No, it's not gonna be not sustainable, sustainable, but um, like I, I, I really think Waddle has some injury stuff going on still. Um, and we both know Mike McDaniel doesn't give a shit about injuries after the whole Tua thing last year. <laughs> so he's going to throw his ass out there no matter what. It's just what, that's just how it is, man. NFL football, baby, you, you know, strap up. That's what it is. NFL football, baby. Brandon, give me your second flex play, baby. My second flex play is our baby boy, Jahan. Mm. Dotson mm. with with the Washington mm. Commanders. I think this guy is set to explode. Um, Terry McLaurin is going to be very busy with Patrick Sertan in Denver. Um, Patrick Sertan, Sertan is going to be all over Terry McLaurin. Um, I I think the fact that Jahan Dotson is able so Jahan last last week was operating forty two point nine percent of the time wide, um, and was operating fifty seven percent of the time in the slot. So him being able to go in and out of the formation is going to be able to get him freed up in some key situations, especially in the red zone um, where we know um, Jahan Dotson is elite at catching the football um, in that red zone. He is an end zone uh, dog. He, he will get the, the looks. 
Uh, he had last last week. He had uh, he had seven targets for five catches. I I think that is going to be somewhat similar, if not more, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like they're going to be leaning on him and actually Logan Tom, uh, Mr. Thomas at tight end position mm-hmm. a little bit more than Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is going to be a going to get skunked. He don't start Terry McLaurin. Bench Terry McLaurin. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. You know, it's funny, like pretty much every dynasty league I'm in, if I don't have Terry McLaurin, like he's on the block. People are trying to sell Terry McLaurin because Jahan Dotson, like he looks like he's the guy just last week, 24% target share versus Terry McLaurin's 13.8 call it. I think I'm not quite as, as, um, negative feeling about TMC, but I do like the fact that Jahan Dotson showed some clear chemistry with Sam Howell and listen, shout out to Sam Howell, man. Like he actually looked pretty decent last week. Um, we, I think we, we can all agree. That. We've been on that the, the train. We've been on the train for a while. Sam Howell is a good. He was a good prospect coming out of North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. He just had a bad year and he plummeted in draft capital. Like it, it, it was just crazy. He was supposed to go in the first round um, bef- the year before he actually did come out. Uh, he has a big arm, can run, can do it all. But like you said, like like everybody was trying to tell me, Terry McLaurin, turf toe, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a problem. He's out there just to actually, you know, help out by just running routes to create matchups. But it's it's clear as day to me that they aren't. He's not going to be right for at least a couple more weeks. I hate to say it, but you probably well listen. If we're lucky, right? Turf toe is one of those things that could literally linger the entire season. Entire season, yeah. Mike, you had a bold call last week, and you had Brian Robinson, and that was a smash. Right, you, yep. you you nailed that one. Is Antonio Gibson dead? Like, is he unstartable? I, I at this said point? this. I said before the year, you play Antonio Gibson when they are dogs. Okay, mm. when they mm. are behind in game script, that's when you start Antonio Gibson. Period. Well, okay? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Antonio Gibson. Okay, he had the fumble early last yes. week again. One of the things that plagued him two seasons ago was the freaking fumbles. He yeah. slowly regained back to coaching staff trust last yeah. season and then freaking first game fumble. Like I, I you, you got to secure the damn ball. Josh they Allen. Trade him. They should trade him. They should trade him to Indy so they can trade fucking yeah. JT to somebody else. Agreed. Like he Antonio Gibson needs to go somewhere else. Ron Rivera is going to keep him in the doghouse forever. It's just, I think there's something going on where, like you said, where the fumbles are just a problem. And even though he was a touchdown scorer his rookie year, he killed it his rookie year. He just never has gotten the same kind of conviction out of the coaching staff ever. He hates Antonio Gibson almost as much as Sean McVay hates Cam Akers. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that's deep seated hate, baby. That's hate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. It's true. I, I agree. All right, Mike. Make us a little happy here. Give us a second flex play, please. Well, I don't know. I don't know that this will make anybody happy, but my, my next one is it's a it's a combination. You probably don't have both, but you could probably start either one. I'm talking the number two receiver in New Orleans. So we're going either Rashid Shahid or Michael Ooh. Thomas. Uh, for me personally, it's Rah- it's Rashid Shahid. Uh, I went out in a bunch of my leagues last week when everybody was blowing their fab wad on Puka Nakua. I threw. Threw a couple bucks at Rashid Shahid, picked sure. him up. Actually, the only places I didn't pick him up was where Brandon outbid me, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I liked what I saw out of that. He was he played more than half the snaps. Uh, you saw 
I'm sure you saw the video going around where at the end of the game, when they needed to win, Derek Carr had confidence and he had faith in oh, him. Yes. Um, you also you also look at this matchup this week. You Chris Olave is the uncontested number one wide receiver in the, in that in that offense. So this isn't this isn't Shahid's gonna outproduce Olave. Olave is the man, he's supplanted Michael Thomas, he's the stud. But when you look at when you look at what's going on in Carolina, JC Horn just went on IR. So Carolina's Carolina's defensive backfield is not in good shape. So you look at that combined with the opportunity. Uh Shahid caught five or six targets last week, 89 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver 12. He was and I'm not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one this week, but when you're mm-hmm. talking about guys that you can get into your lineup, guys that are inexpensive to acquire, guys that are on the back end of your bench that you're thinking about putting in there and what their range of out, we know what his range of outcomes is. He can be a wide receiver one. Jamal Williams didn't look great last week. Um, he mu- he okay. might look better this week. Carolina's defensive line isn't – he's a plotter, yeah. I mean, he was in a great situation last year in Detroit, and I think people thought that that was going to translate over. And I, I, I was one of them. I thought that he was going to get the workload. He was going to look great, and he just didn't. So yeah. Derek Carr looked like what we thought Derek Carr was going to be in New Orleans. And give me sh- – as you know, as somebody who's like a wide receiver four in your in your lineups, give me sh- yeah. give me Shahid, absolutely. Great upside with that pick. I, 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 I love – the way that guy runs routes, elect, he's electric. The guy is electric. You can see he is so fast on the turf. Uh, he just run. He the guy can just move. And like you said, if James, if Horn is out, oh my god, Horn's on IR. He's Olave out. Alave is a smash in DFS. If uh, if Horn is Olave, out, yeah, Alave is a smash. And if you want to get contrarian about it, and Alave doesn't produce, it's Shahid, and he's gonna get deep targets. Um, I, I like it. I like that a lot, Mike. Uh, does it does it worry you at all? Just his overall usage versus the other wideouts there. So we, Chris Olave, aforementioned, he was had a snap percentage of seventy eight percent last week. Michael Thomas was at eighty percent, leading the wide receivers. Rashid Shaheed was only on for half the time, fifty three point eight five percent of the snaps last week. Are we worried about that? Not yet. That's that's a typical rookie snap share week one, right? And what did he do? He produced. He produced. He got. He had trust with Carr. Carr's going to tell tell the coaching staff, "Hey, man, let's bump it. Let's get him out on the on the field a little Shit. bit more. Let's, he's going to start getting at that staff. Tell him, keep him on the field. What are we doing here? And why are we throwing any balls towards Michael Thomas? The guy, the guy's ancient. Like I don't understand why they would even throw you know six seven targets at Mike Thomas. You know when he got explosive rookie." like Shahid and he got a lot not so, a rookie but yeah yeah I mean last last five games of 2022 three of the last five Shahid was wide receiver 36 or better so yeah. he did it last year in a mm-hmm. in a, a worse yeah. w- with worse quarterback play so I, I feel great about him yeah I, and then just to put a bow on that gentleman so Rashid Shahid like you said 53.85 percent of the time of snap shares but when you look at his actual target share overall for the game yeah. it was at 18.18 percent right so which means that when he was actually on the field he was garnering targets. I would I, I would believe that Michael Thomas is going to get booted as a wide receiver three. It's going to be Olave, it's going to be Rashid, and then it's going to be Michael Thomas. I could see like I don't understand why they're not playing Thomas more out of the slot. Like to me, that seems like a natural fit for his skill set, doesn't it? At this stage of his career. He only played 32% in the slot last week. Yeah, I I, I get it. The big body inside. That makes sense. Kind of. He's not quite. I think I think as the season progresses, Thomas's role is going to diminish. And I think the young guns are going to be the guys. Um, it's just I don't see why they would lean on Thomas like that. I get I get they're paying him a shit ton of money and they paid him stupid money for years now. Um, 
I, I don't know. I'm not a big Thomas guy. I'm with Mike on it. He's, he's dust. Got to get that ROI, baby. Got to get that 80% snap share. All right, guys. So I'm trying to decide if I want to get nasty and stinky or if I want to be a little, no, listen, I, I already gave you nasty, stinky one. I'm going to be a little bit more chalky with this play. And again, because listen, I'm a coward. This is all going to be contingent on Jones missing time. It's got to be AJ Dillon, right? Going up, up against Atlanta. The problem is, is it's going to be two. I think this week it's going to be two run first teams. Yes. I know last week Green Bay was throwing the ball, but AJ Dillon, Again, if Jones sit, last week we actually saw a pretty even split. Jones had 46% of the snap share. A.J. Dillon was 48%. Um, but behind A.J. Dillon, man, like there's there's absolutely nobody. nothing in there's that nobody. depth chart. So I could see easily upwards of 70 75%, maybe 80% snap share. Oh, yeah. He's going to get the red zone touches. I'm pretty confident that they should be able to move the ball pretty well against Atlanta. So that's going to be an interesting one, but that could also like that, that, that game could just be total like that. Okay. So the over under on that one is 40. I could see them getting to like 32, 33 points. Like, um, do we believe that that Jordan love is the next Aaron Rodgers? Are we, are we there yet? Cause I'm not, no, I'm not there. No, but he's, he's definitely competent. Yeah. I think, I think he, once Christian Watson enters the chat with that team, the whole team is going to change the whole team. (laughs) Like that, the way he, the guy is too explosive. He's a perfect skill set match with love and a strong arm skill set. Um, even though I know uh, Rome, Romeo Dubs is the, like Mike has been preaching this. Mike has been preaching. I, I think he's been listening to a little bit of Jeff Manns. Jeff Manns mm. t- talked a, bit, a little bit about Romeo Dubs and how yeah. he liked Romeo Dubs over Christian Watson. I think that's where you got that from, Mike. But it's, it's, it's what it is. But Romeo Dubs. I think, like Mike was saying er, early in this offseason, he has a role. He has the yeah. chemistry. Um, this whole op- we haven't seen what this offense is going to do yet. But but Jordan Love, I like you said, it's going to be a stinky game. I can I can totally see the under hitting on that game. Yeah, which means it's going to be a running game. It's going to be yeah. a run first game. Which, by the way, Tyler Algier, we were touting him. We we thought he'd have a role. Congratulations, man, because he had a damn role. Yes, Brian, we're looking at you, but we were all on that same page, okay? We all thought. Baloney. Baloney. I was the guy that brought him out of Brigham Young. I was the one that showed you Tyler Algier, the ex-linebacker with the three-down skill set. I was the guy that told you about that kid. Go ahead. ahead. I'm just going to tout it because I got a a fair share of Tyler Algier in my my best ball leagues. But, okay, we got a a question. We got super CMB challengers. All right, yo, sit one, PPR, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, or Brees Hall? Miles, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, or Brees Hall? Which one are you guys going to sit? Miles. Miles Sanders? Yeah. I think uh, Mike? Keep it PPR? Real. I think I'm going to sit. I think I'm going to sit Montgomery in PPR. Yeah, I, I think I got to sit David Montgomery. I think that's going to be mis- – listen, Brandon, you're shaking your head. David Montgomery – is going to be very, very touchdown dependent. Oh, of course. Jameer, yeah. And yeah, of course. That, but, and, that, and that's the risk. Like, Jameer Gibbs, like, you were oh. as bullish as anybody on Jameer Gibbs. If you just look at the game last week. Just watch the just film. Just watch the damn game. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs is going to get more work. That's going to eat into David Montgomery's market share. They could play the big body Montgomery in red zone situations. Yes. But Jameer Gibbs, he just opens up so many more opportunities in that right. run game and in that offense, right? I mean, like, how do you, if it's, it's, 
Why not? Why not play Jameer Gibbs out, out wide? Play play Gibbs in the slot. I think we talked about this in the preseason, Brandon. You play Gibbs in the slot. You play Amon Ross St. Brown outside. You play David Montgomery in the backfield. Yeah. You don't know who to guard. Get all your and, best players out in the field at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so just I, I, sense. Yeah. So uh, do we agree David Montgomery is the guy we're going to be sitting then? No, yeah, Sanders got right. Sanders got six targets last week. Yeah, I'm never yeah, going to be a Sanders guy, so I'm just going to. Sanders was also the one who last season broke New Orleans' streak of not allowing 100 yards to a rusher. So New Orleans had gone a, they had gone, and this is yeah, part best of this line is, in football with Philly. Part of, part of this is Philly's offensive line, but New Orleans had gone 48 straight games without allowing a 100 yard rusher, and Sanders was the one that broke that. I think he's he's the clear bell cow in Carolina. He's not coming off the field short of injury. Short of it. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're kind of split here, but two against one. Um, yeah, two against one. Mike and I are saying sit David Montgomery. Brian is going to say uh, sit Miles Sanders, but baby, baby, you ain't sitting Brees Hall because just no. he just needs one touch and he's taking it to the house. God, he oh, looks he looks so good. He looks good. Yeah. Good. Okay. We got we got a, a DST question here, boys. Ooh. Here's the thing, guys. I literally I'm down to now one league. We're almost there. We're almost there. Where I only have one league where I actually have to start a DST. But we got the Broncos, the Browns. The Giants or the Bucks? Broncos, Browns, Giants, Bucks. Give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. Yeah. And yeah. give me the Browns rest of the season, too. Yeah. Dude, yeah. they are nasty. Miles Garrett looks like superhero. Like, I don't know what this guy is taking in the off seasons. This guy is just not a human. <laughs> He's not a human. He's a bear. The guy's a bear. Like, I don't, I don't get how he can move like that. It's it's just wild to me. Yeah, and, and the thing here too is that like it's it's the Browns at Pittsburgh. It's a Monday night game. It's one of the lower games on the slate with 38.5. And no um, the Browns are flavored. No Deontay Johnson. Listen, congratulations, Kenny Pickett. You had a fantastic preseason. Welcome to the NFL kid. It's it's gonna look rough. I, I have to agree. Um just general thoughts like so the Giants, like their D is just trash, right? The reason you'd consider them is they're going up against Arizona, which is a yes. middling team. So they would be in consideration. Yes, um, the Giants this week are going up. Or excuse me, we just talked about the Giants. The Broncos this week are going up against Washington. Don't love that. And then the Bucks, I don't trust the Bucks defense, period. So I think Justin Fields is going to have a big game this week. I think Justin Fields, uh, I think uh, what's Carlton Davis is out. For for the Bucks uh, secondary, yeah. so DJ Moore is going to get free this week and is actually going to have a good game. I think DJ Moore scores this week. Oh yeah, DJ Moore is going to bounce back. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so I think we're in consensus there. Like we're all going to lean to Browns. Yeah, and Browns, here's the thing, right? There. We talk about the Monday Night Hammer. I love I I love any players in the Monday Night game. So you know, if, if push comes to shove, let's just go with the Monday Night Hammer, baby, and get sick. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's the other. Here's the other thing too. Yeah. Is if is if you're playing in a league and you're up going into Monday night and your opponent is done, you're up. Just sit the defense. Don't run the risk of taking no, the negative points. No, I, I think that's a, okay. If you're like maybe one point up, maybe you can sit your defense. But I am of the belief that at the end of the season, especially depending on the type of leagues you play, like those fantasy points scored are going to matter making the playoffs, right? Whether your position eight all the way down to position all the way up to position six, seven, right? Like making those playoffs, a couple of points here and there makes a difference mm -hmm. and you're going to want to start the, that defense. So I get it, Mike, if you want to be conservative, but we play to win the game and I'm, I'm always going to be playing in the position. 
Yeah, exactly. All right. We got another question from Jen. She needs someone to plug in for Eckler. She's got Joshua Kelly, a row, Sean Johnson. This Roshan is Roshan Johnson's coming, boys. Roshan, yeah, I, would, I, would, I would play Roshan. Yeah. Um, I, but Joshua Kelly is going to be the lead back in that offense. No, jo guaranteed. It's Joshua Kelly, but I'm just saying. Okay. Roshan Johnson is taking over the over that that uh, that job by week four or five. Yeah. No, I agree, hundred percent. Khalil Herbert's just a dude, and it. yes, okay. The skeptics out there are going to say that Roshan got all of his production at the end of the game when the game was kind of out of out of touch at the, at that point, like it was it was over. I don't care. Roshan Johnson, he's a dog. But this week, Jen, I, I, I'm playing Joshua Kelly. Okay, we got another hot question coming in from James Walsh. Thanks for tuning in, James. I don't think we've seen your name around here before. Okay, so two wide receivers, one running back flex PPR. Okay, so we need two wide receivers, one RB, and a flex. Or is this just as I'm not I really sure what this question is. This might just be okay. Yeah. So he's got Chase Higgins, Zay Flowers, James Cook, Josh Kelly, Joe Mix, and Najee Harris. Okay. So who are we definitely starting? We're starting Chase. We're starting Higgins, right? Like I don't yes. care about last week. I, I don't think you can. You don't think you can? Why? You start Chase and Higgins? Yeah. If yeah. if one if one of them goes off, it negates the other. See this this is a this is a tough roster construction. Yes, I mean, you got Chase, you got Chase Higgins, and you got Mixon all on the same team. That's, that's tough. That's that's brutal. that's brutal. Yeah. So I think that you have to pivot, and you're gonna be you're gonna be guessing week in and week out. I think you got to go mm. Chase. I mean, Zane, Higgins is Higgins is ranked higher. I think you got to go Chase and Zay in your wide receiver spots, and then for but, your running back, you take Mixon, and then that leaves you your flex. And then I would take James Cook over Harris. I would take uh, Cook over – yeah. I would take yeah. Cook over Higgins right now, I think, in a flood. Yeah, I think I would – and I, and honestly, if Higgins – if you guess wrong and Higgins has a good week this week, I would look to ship Higgins. I yep. would look to make – I would look to move him to get you a little bit out of the Cincinnati business. Not that we don't love Cincinnati as an offense, but anytime you have – Too many. If – there's no way that if you start Chase Higgins and Mixon, all three of them are going to go off. It's yeah. just, it's impossible. Yeah. You just, you limit your upside. So, so maybe that's the play. Like here, here's the problem with selling any Cincinnati players at this point though. Right. Is that like, this is the stone worst value you're going to get. This yeah. is not a good time to be. Yeah. yeah you got to wait for an eruption game for any yeah. of them. You're going to ship any of them. But Okay. So, so we're, we're, we're saying for sure. We're good. Oh, man, I have such a hard time sitting T Higgins. I but know. If we're going to be starting, I, I, yeah. But but if we're going to be starting Joe Mixon, then it's Jamar Chase, it's Zay Flowers, it's Joe Mixon, and then we say James Cook in the flex. I, I'm probably going to lean Najee Harris in the flex. Ah, no, actually, I'm going James Cook. I no, yeah, Najee Harris playing Cleveland. Harris looks so slow. It wasn't yeah. his his foot is supposedly healed. Man, he doesn't look right. It just doesn't look right. Like compared to what he looked like his rookie year. Do Buffalo's um, playing Vegas this week? I think that I think that Cook's going to go off this week. Oh, Cook is going to have. He was actually a, a flex play consideration for for us pre pre show. Um, he's a must start for me. Like James Cook, he had uh, six targets last game. Is that right, Shane? Uh, five five six targets. I, have to, I, have to um, I think he. I think he is the full blown uh, runner for that for that uh, team. They got to take some of the pressure off Josh Allen, guys. They got to do it somehow, some way. You can see Josh is just feeling all the pressure every single mm -hmm. throw. He won't quit on any play. He needs to understand 
to get rid of the ball sometimes. It, it, it just it does nothing just to punt it downfield and turn it over. Like, he just needs to stop doing that. Um, a sack is okay sometimes. Yeah, okay. So, I, I listen, James, this is tough because you actually have a lot of good players. I'm I'm a little worried about the Zay Flowers usage. I, definitively, he's going to be the number one wide receiver in that offense. But, again, Mark Andrews, he's going to be playing tomorrow. So, he's yeah. going to be the top pass catching back, the, the, the top target getter in that offense. But with your roster construction, you have to be a little bit you have to be a little bit conservative here, unfortunately. Of course, so you, you need to listen to us pre before these drafts because we would never have told you to get all three of those bangles. Like I, I'm all I'm all for stacking and whatnot, but man I, and I hope Burrow is your quarterback. I, I hope yeah. Burrow is your I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got another question from Jen. So here's here's just a generic question. Are we sitting T. Higgins? To answer that question, Jen, no. We're not just going to no. generically sit T. Higgins. You're going to play him. He's your stud, okay? But she has start two wide two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex. She's starting Ridley and Pollard for sure, okay? So we need one more wide receiver, one more running back, and a flex. Between T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Roshan, Zay Flowers, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. She also has Christian Watson, but he's questionable. So I'm not playing Christian Watson. I worry about these these uh, these soft tissue type injuries. So I want to see it first. Maybe it could burn me. He's but for there. me, I'm leaning T. Higgins, even though we got zero last week. And in the flex, probably say Flowers. I'm going Godwin in the flex. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Baker last week, and I guess, I guess it's just he, didn't look, bad. he, looked, he looked decent, but he definitely was favoring Mike Evans. Yeah. Like he, his first read was always for that game. You know, like that's that's yeah. the thing when you got two alphas like that, you're gonna like with T Higgins and Chase, the same thing. Yeah, it's all matchup based, unless you're Chase, where you're always gonna get fed. You know, Mike Evans is not Chase, so it's matchup. Yeah. Okay, so we're saying Higgins as the as your wide receiver two, playing Godwin in, in the flex, and then at running back. She's I'm not sure if you're asking for a second one. It's just Roshan. I guess you're starting Roshan Johnson there, Jen. Okay. Uh, and James, don't worry. Ladies and gentlemen, James Walsh has Joe Burrow as his QB. So congratulations. You went Thank all God. In, which Thank means, God. Yeah. Last week you were hurting, brother. Uh, I get it. I, I Actually, I've got a couple teams. Well, dynasty teams with both uh, with both Chase and T. Higgins. And I was I was singing the blues last week for sure. Cup on iron for the rest of the season. How do we feel about um, Cooper Cup? Like, Mike, you, you're saying he's cooked, right? He's been saying yeah. for a while. Yep. Yeah. Brandon, where are you on, on Cup? I think he's done. Dude, I'm so mad I took him at the end of the first round in that one league we got. I'm so mad. I should have took anybody else. Anybody else. But Cup, you know, I think he's going to – I think his the value will return when he gets traded next year or this offseason. Um, I, I think he's going to be traded. I think the Rams are going to be completely dismantled after this year. Um, I think a win now team will go get Cooper cup and then his value will be back, but I'm just worried about him this whole year, man. What, why, why, why bring him back? If, if he's going to be getting all these soft tissue issues and you got to go to specialists and all that stuff. Mm. But I mean, if he, if he sits, let's, let's say he's out to like week six and he's got a full month or so, then you know I would be looking to kind of maybe trade for him as a hammer for late in the season, but that's about it. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm worried for Cup. I think I'm so. worried for Cup too. Listen, when, when when guys are old, like 
it's 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 old these old man injuries, right? We saw it with um with with Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers last week. He had the calf issues all preseason. And it's not like it's not like he's a super athlete, you know what I mean? Like he was a route runner. He's a technician. Yeah. He's a technician. He's not like some special athlete. So it's pretty kind. Okay. Are you guys ready to make your money this week? We got a question coming in from Cruz Garcia. And this is to me, this is a total coin toss. You got Puka Nakua. Again, breakout star last week, rookie wide receiver, going up against San Francisco this week, which is rough, right? And then you got Elijah Moore, Monday night, going up against the Steelers. I still think Elijah Moore probably is the wide receiver three on that team right now. So, so we we got to go. We we, we got to go Puka, right? No, no. No? I'm, I'm, no? I'm going away from it. Uh, I'm going Elijah Moore um, and play. The Browns on Monday night are going to absolutely smash the Steelers. It's going to be a coming out party for Watson. It's everybody's going to be scoring in that game. Everybody's okay, going so to have to I, uh, I'm a little bit worried about that, but I will say if you looked at Amari Cooper last week, he didn't look great. Now, listen, if you watch Amari Cooper play, he never looks great. He kind of just manufactures this production somehow. He, ne- he never looks explosive. Um, Elijah Moore. So this is just for our matchup tool. Okay. So Elijah Moore, he is projection. This is a full fleet PPR at about eight PPR points, whereas Puka Nakua is projected for about eleven PPR points. I so, don't think he's going to get nowhere near that. It's close. Yeah, he popped yeah. up on the injury report too. He's got no bleed. Yeah. Oh, Niners are yeah. going to absolutely cover Smother. him. Yeah, they, there's no way that kid is going to be able to get through two Niners to make make it to eleven. I just don't see it. And if he does, good on him. Like that's amazing. Yeah. But okay, so I'm gonna say, listen, I, I would say it's it's gonna be it's a coin toss, right? This is a wide receiver three question. It's gonna be a coin toss. Let's just go with the Monday Night Hammer, baby. Let's yeah. just look at the opportunity. I'm 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 on board with the Elijah Moore uh, Cruz. Go with Elijah Moore, and then we got Jen coming in hot here. Another question: Are you, is she starting? My sweet baby boy, the monster himself, Anthony Richardson. Who listen? He had yes. he threw a hell of a lot more than we expected to him last week. Or Jordan Love. It's a rage, right? It's Richardson all the way. Yeah, love it, right? love it, love it, love it. Yeah, I, that's that's where I'm going. Absolutely, I'm. I sat him to me. I sat Cousins for him this week, so I need him to go off. <laughs> oh baby, okay, oh. We're, we're gonna will it into existence. Then, okay, we got one last question. Then we're gonna hit up our just, just well, just just our, our our quick hits, our shout out flex plays, and then we're gonna get the hell out of here, boys, because we're we're pushing an hour. Okay, so she has it. Uh, yeah. You guys, uh, you guys didn't advertise starting Kelly this week over Roshan, correct? I'm yes. starting Kelly over Roshan. Yeah, yes, absolutely. No, Joshua Kelly yeah. has can catch the football. He's a little, he's got some explosiveness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, based on the fact that Austin Eckler is going to miss time, you're looking at the for sure top running back in a pretty explosive offense where everybody's healthy right now versus somebody in a timeshare we like roshan i think in three in two weeks listen in two weeks look if if josh kelly was still the starter and austin eckler was missing some time at that point when roshan's got his more definitive role right there's no there's not that veteran deference versus khalil herbert who's to me he's just he's just another guy roshan could be special in this league but as of now for week two we're starting joshua go 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 trade for roshan before the transition happens you might not need to trade for him he might be out on the wire he might be on the wire go find him any way you can just go stash him for week four and beyond do it okay 
Mike, give me a few of your shout out plays this week that we didn't talk about yet already. Uh, Brandon uh, Dotson was on there. He was one of them. Uh, who else did I have? Oh, I had uh, Zach Moss. I had Zach Moss and yes. I had Rashad White as my other two. Um, Zach Moss, he's off the injury report. Uh, they're playing Houston this week. I know that Houston is a new look team under D'Amico Ryans, but I still think that you know they're. I still think Zach Moss is going to be the lead ball carrier in that backfield. I think that the the risk that you run with Zach Moss is that a rich vultures him at the end zone. You see, you see what happened in Philadelphia. You see that Jalen Hurts is now the goal line back, and I think that hmm. a rich is in that same situation. But you also see like Swift put up numbers, so I think that I think that the two can coexist. I think career game, have, not just numbers, career game. Yeah, and the fact that they the fact that they played Gainwell over him last week is just Insane. embarrassing. And they're probably going to play Gainwell over him again oh, when Gainwell man. comes back next week. It's just befuddling. It's absolutely befuddling. But anyway, I think when you're looking at a flex position, I think you look at you look at the floor that Moss gives you. You know, I think that he's I think that he's good for, you know, nine to eleven points. So I think as a flex play, he works in there well. And then the other one that I like is Rashad White. Uh mm-hmm. you know, look. They are going up against. I had it right Chicago. here. They're going up against Chicago this week. So you look at you look at what Aaron Jones did last week against Chicago, and I think that there's a similar range of outcomes for Rashad White. So give me sure. those two guys in flex. Yeah. Okay. So listen, just just a quick comment on your um, your Zach Moss take. You said the only risk is no, no. The only risk is that Zach Moss sucks. So I'm just gonna go and say <laughs> it. But that's why he was your notable mention. Deion Jackson was a, was a dud. Uh, we had another question in the chat from Jen just about if Aaron Jones says, which I think he's going to, Jen, start Brian Robinson or Deion Jackson. It's it's Brian Robinson for Brian sure, Robinson. 10 times oh, out of 10. Deion Jackson, now that Zach Moss is back, he is on, he's Dead. droppable as far as I'm concerned. Okay, Brandon, give me a few of you guys that we didn't talk about. Okay, man. This is where the tomatoes might get thrown at me. I'm going to dodge some right here. With D-Hop being out, Somebody's got to catch the football for the Titans, right? And Nick Westbrook, Akine. Stop it. It's, and, and if you look at the matchups, Akine has the worst matchup of all of them. Um, Traylon Brooks has the best. He's going to be going against Asante Samuel Jr., which can't stop a nosebleed. He gives up 9.5 uh, fantasy points per game. He, uh, the J.C. Jackson um, is another guy that possibly will get some time on Traylon Burks, and he gave up a whopping 14.3 uh, fantasy points allowed per game. So, if if you are if you have any player pass catchers playing against the Chargers, you start them no matter what, locked and loaded. Akine, um, he just doesn't have the 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 matchup I would want to attack in this in this game. So I like Traylon Burks this week, and I also like. You're going to another gasp. <laughs> Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis, man. Gabriel Davis has one of the best uh, matchups this week with with go, uh, going against a guy that's not even ranked within the top 50, okay? So Gabriel Davis, if they're going to play a matchup game, I think could possibly have a nice breakout uh, uh, game this week with Allen. And I think what the coaches are going to try and tell Allen this week is this is that you can't just throw it to Diggs every single time. you got to move the ball around because they're becoming stagnant, they're becoming predictable, and they need to spread the ball around. And if they do that, Gabriel Davis has a phenomenal matchup this week. So I like Gabe Davis this week as another guy to, to attack for any kind of flex play. 
Another risk there. I'm I'm not sure Gabriel Davis is actually any good, but it's I think it's pretty reasonable. Uh, real quick, some of my fast hitters. I like James Cook this week. He seemed pretty chalky to me. Uh, yeah, to James me, James Cook was chalky for a flex every single week. Not quite sure he's up to that RB two level yet. I want to see it first, but of course we're going up against Vegas. High over under forty seven points. Bills favored with twenty seven point five implied team total, which is a massive massive favorite. Last week, 60% snap share. He had six targets, Brandon, to answer your previous question. Four receptions. He was not as productive. He only had 63 yards. Didn't get a touchdown. But let's just remember, let's just remember like the Jets' defense, that's a Super Bowl-quality defense. So that was a tough matchup. The Vegas Raiders, they ain't that. And then, listen, I like Nico Collins this week, man. CJ yes. Stroud, if he doesn't play, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But. Nico Collins going up against Indy last week, 72% snap share. He had 11 targets, which is 25% and he led the team. And here's something that's going to be shocking. Okay. Houston is actually favored in this game. Now I'm assuming that that's going to, yeah, I know they're, they're in the, um, the favorites going into this game implied team total Houston, 20.25 Jack or the Indianapolis Colts, excuse me, 19.25. So it's it's a fun talk. But Houston's still favorite at home. That's probably the home home. Indy. I'm that I'm gonna I'm gonna bet Indy. I'm betting Indy that, this week. That'd be a good money line bet. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So that's it, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Zay Jones, we already talked about. I like that player yeah. as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the flex plays going into week two. Make sure you monitor the injury report. Okay. There's yes. a bunch of guys that are questionable for the games this week. Make sure you're nimble, Brandon. One more. If Brandon Cook sits, uh, Michael Gallup is in play. Ooh, I like that. I like that play as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, like Gallup, they didn't they didn't need to throw to him last week. Nope. This week Oof. it's going to be, I think, a lot more competitive. The Giants, they just they were they weren't awake for that. And game. Michael so, Carter, defensive back for the Jets, is just dookie. So Michael Gallup is okay. decent. I think he's going to be able to make some plays. Love it. All right, boys. So for Brandon, for Mike, I'm Flex Shane. Of course, we hail from DFSArmy.com. DFSArmy. Dot com. Go check out our other channel. Make sure you hit the like button so that you know when we go live. We're going to be here every, pretty much every mainly Saturday mornings, but there is the occasional time where it could be a Sunday morning. I'm not going to be here next week, boys. I'm going to be in Green Bay because guess what? I'm going to that Packers game. First go. time in Lambeau. I'm super excited for it. It's going to be a lot awesome. of fun. So I won't be here next week, but you boys will be holding down the fort. DFSArmy.com. Go crush some souls. Sheesh. Yeah. Knowing that